this whole thing, we look at life like it's about what you can get from life. Mm. And I think, you know, I read something, I was like, that's not what it is. You're going to always be unfulfilled if you look at life like that. It's about knowing you're going to leave one day. And, you know, when you leave, the only way you're going to be fulfilled is if you know you gave everything you had. You already know what time it is. We're over the top the podcast with your host, Demond Hicks. You already know the father, the entrepreneur, the investor, the leader, the philosopher. All above. Stop playing with me. Let's get into it. Tap in. Alright, so I'm back with another one with Over the Top the Podcast. And again, as y'all know, I always bring a special guest, man. Excited to bring him on, man. I've been seeing him all down Facebook, man. I done, we just left from his podcast episode, actually. Sir. So I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to hop straight into it. Tevin, since I started checking in once again, you may even see me do a theme song for your favorite high school sports team or your favorite business, interview at Wish TV, a vendor event. Uh, I don't even know, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so much stuff. Man, hey, so he be going crazy with everything, man. And really, man, I'm happy to have you on here because I like to have people on here that inspire people. Their stories is just dope. So, man, I want to get straight into it, man. Um, so what is it that you do uh, besides everything that you just said? But what, can you go into detail about it? Definitely. And what definitely. what what started? Yeah, let's start off with your, with your story, man. What started it all? Uh, really, my cousin won American Idol. So mm-hmm. Ruben Stutter won the second season. And at that time... I'm in fourth grade, so yeah. it's kind of a pivotal time for me because I had just seen one of my cousins get shot eight times. <sighs> and then it's just like, and I see him on TV with American Idol. Mm. I feel like it's kind of like you growing up, you're really influenced by men that pos- that have money, women, and cars. And I'm looking at it like, dang, they both got the money, women, and cars that I want. Right. But he on TV, living out his dream, making an M, mm. he in the hood, getting shot at. Mm. It was kind of like, boom, wake up. This path that you're going down, hey, I want to do music. I want to live. I want to. So that was kind of that. Did a lot of stuff in like little church, you know, little kids choir and church. Yep, yep, yep. And then from there, uh, start playing football in eighth grade at Attics. Um, They wanted me to play at Coleman 110, but (laughs) it was the Coleman 110. (laughs) That's the real east side. If you know, real, you know. That's the real trenches, Yeah, absolutely. Man. I remember I got jumped there one time. My daddy was picked me up from school. He's like, how your day? I was like, I got jumped. What? He come inside the school pushing the police officers, and we, we fighting. I'm like, oh, man. I just knew we was both going to jail that day. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like, I don't know, to just just all the experiences as a kid coming up in IPS, then from 110, then went to Attic, start playing football, mm-hmm. then um, – Got really good at football. I ended up getting a scholarship to Cathedral, and it was just mm. crazy because it was like one of my friends, he had played uh, um, at Attics the year before, and he was just telling us how good Cathedral football was. Yeah. And that year, they had one dude drafted in the first round, another dude drafted in the second round. So I'm like, dang, they got NFL players like that? And this at this time, Attics was just becoming a high school again around 2006. Yeah. So I, was, I ended up going there and um, – Man, it was a great experience. It was different. It was a culture shock for sure. It was the most white people I've seen since MTV show. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Just, it was like I'm coming from Coleman and Attics to Cathedral. It was night and day. But um, it kind of prepared me for a lot of stuff in the world. And um, 
the football was like second to none. Like five of my teammates made the league. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to turn on TV. Starting center for the Bengals right now was one mm-hmm. of my high school teammates. Mm-hmm. Another cat Washington was a he was about a few years younger than me, but he's a Redskins top receiver. We got some on the Saints now. We had a coach tight end. It's man, no, not on people. The Patriots and it's just like man, these is dudes that I ball with every day, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy. And then um, my senior year of high school. I kind of came to that realization, like, hey, football might not be it. Got to do something else. So I ended up doing music. And um, I did a s- song for our team, and they would play it at our games. So it's crazy. Like, I'm playing in the game and hearing my own song in the game yeah. playing. It was nothing like that feeling. So fast forward towards the end of my senior year, 2010, um, I did a song for the Indiana Fever, mm. and I got to perform it at their games, and um, man, it was crazy. It was the first time. It was the fourth song I ever recorded, but the first time I'd ever got paid. And mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I can make it's money real. off yeah, of yeah. rhyming words. Yeah. And um, from there, got a scholarship to Indiana State to do a song for the school, performed at homecoming game. But I was 18, and I was full of myself. They messed up my ah, mic. Man. I kind of let them know where they could go and how they could get there. Ah. They basically banned me for, 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 from performing any other things in the interstate. So it kind of – but with that, was it was a blessing like and a curse because from there I just started doing songs for other schools. Mm-hmm. So my senior year, I ended up doing like 40 theme songs for colleges around the country, sports teams. So now I'm at like 100-plus colleges. I mean, I've been to Baylor, Ohio State, Mm -hmm. USC, San Diego State, Florida State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, doing volleyball, soccer. I did a rowing video. Like, I do it all. So my kind of fast forward, um, 2020, the pandemic happened, and – I did a song for the University of South Carolina. They was the number one girls basketball team in the nation. Don Staley. And um, I was salty because COVID ended up killing March Madness. So they would have won the national championship that year. And I was doing their song. But things happened. But kind of fast forward that year. like So it's like March 2020. Nobody ever experienced nothing like COVID. I'm like, is the world? I know, right? What's about to happen? It was going crazy around that time. So it was like I ended up um, going into a warehouse, just working there, and I'm doing like 84-hour weeks, 12-hour days, just on a a truck, just throwing boxes, just stacking them all day. Boxes ranging anywhere from 25 pounds to 200 pounds. Filling up two trucks, truck two eighteen wheelers by myself. Yeah, every I know day. how that feel. Yeah. <laughs> every day by myself, and then um, one day my heart just started feeling weird. Yeah, like I was like, you know how you just know your body. Mm-hmm. I'm like this does not feel normal or good. I need to go to the hospital. Right, right. My family's like, well, you fine. You don't need to go to. I'm like, I know my body. I need yeah. to go to the hospital. So I end up going to the hospital, and um. It was just like heart palpitations. But, like, as I'm sitting on the hospital bed, I'm like, man, if you were to check out right now, like, are you content with your life and what you've done on earth? And I was like, nah. So that week, I'm just like, this is Monday, April 27, 2020. I'm like, nah, I end up having to check myself out the hospital. And then I'm just kind of home from work that week. Um, 
Wednesday they announced Long's Bakery is about to open, mm-hmm. reopen since uh, the pandemic. I'm like, I'm gonna be the first person in line, and then <laughs> just on some fat stuff. I'm gonna be smashed. <laughs> Thursday come around, I'm like, man, I should. Uh, Thursday night, I'm just writing little raps. And then I get a bar that come in my head. I don't rock with 12 unless it's in a white box. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I should do a long song. So I'm just writing and writing and writing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. I call up my producer. I'm like, bro, I got to go to the studio tonight. We got to record tonight, bro. He's like, can we go in the morning, dog? I'm like, nah, we got to nah, go tonight. Yeah, yeah. We get there at 1040. It's another producer, uh, Playboy on the beat. He signed to Lil Boosie, do beats mm-hmm. for him. Shout out to him. He like, bro, I got a, um, 11 o'clock, I got a session. And I'm like, all I need five minutes. What you talking about? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It take five minutes to set it up. I record from 1045, 1050. Um, my producer mixing, doing all that for like the next 10 minutes. We get the song. All right. I call my videographer at the time. I'm like, bro, Zane West. I'm like, bro, meet me at Long's Bakery at 530 in the morning. He didn't know what we was doing. He was like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get there, waiting in line about an hour, 530, 630. And then um, from 630 to 8, we filmed a video. And then by 9 o'clock, we uploaded it. By 915, it was viral. And then from there, it was just kind of like. Everything when everything everything went, man. See, and I and I seen that video too. And that was before I even known you. And yeah. I was just looking. I was like, dang, this video. I was like, dang. I seen it on Twitter going crazy, Facebook going crazy. If you're from Indiana, that's listening to this, you done most definitely seen the video or seen what it is that he do just in the community, just in general. So after doing that video and stuff, what what type of opportunities came your way? What was next for you, man? Um Wish TV did a big story on me. And, um, my fault. I'm, I'm never supposed to have a gun in interview. Ah, nah, you good, right? Wish TV did a big story on me. It was one of their most viewed stories that um, mm-hmm. year. And then kind of fast forward. I'm doing little videos here and there for restaurants. Here and there. And then um, Wish TV do another story on me on Thanksgiving. I guess to test the numbers. Yeah. It was another one of their most viewed. Dang. So March of that 2021, they was like, hey, do you want your own show? And I'm like, yeah. They was like, all right, we give you a show. One day a week, an hour and a half. Dang. I was like, nah, if you want me, I need uh, five days a week, two hours a day. Right, right. They was like, all right. Mm. So my first it's 10 days. Of that opportunity, yeah. Bro, my first 10 days, I had 100 people. It was like, who are you? <laughs> you wouldn't like, play no games with yeah, them. You about to find out. So yeah. fast forward to tape now. I've been there shoot. 15, 16 months, like sixteen hundred guests in yeah, sixteen yeah. months. And it's like black guests. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt like we was never gonna get that opportunity to come through again. So yeah. I just wanted to know, like, all right, when I'm here, people Definitely gonna know and remember, like, uh, when he was here, he brought the city with him. Absolutely. It wasn't just like they wanted to make the show just about me and my experiences and that. I was like, nah. Yeah, In order for this to last, it's gotta be about other people. So yeah. I knew that would sustain it as well as kind of feel rewarded. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just been a crazy opportunity ever since. And, and so being up there, how many how many black entrepreneurs you say you've interviewed? That number about sixteen hundred. It's just been nuts. It's been nuts. Man, talking about putting the city on. You hear me? Talking about putting. <laughs> Hey, and I appreciate you for letting me come on, man. I think today was the second day that I done came on. Yes, I appreciate you for having me uh, come on. And so I was just thinking about while you was talking, man, the the type of drive and, and you know, things that you did. How did you get in a position, or just even younger, was you always, because I like to talk about procrastination on here. How did you get in a mindset to just go do it? And was that always you from, uh, like, from high school? My dad kind of, I saw my dad go to work every day. Mm -hmm. Like grind, like I know you had to be tired, and I saw that, and it's just kind of like nobody in my family could like have do anything. Mm. My cousin in the streets, he's the biggest in the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, Ruben just auditioned for American Idol, ended up winning it. Mm. It was just like every person that I saw like around me when they did it, wasn't no half stepping. So if you're gonna do it, you, you better be. Ten toes down in it, Endorphin. right or wrong. You better ain't no, don't play with it. So that's the biggest thing I seen. Yeah. So so from being from Indianapolis, Indiana, I got a couple questions on that. Yeah. Man, what's the what was the hardest part about growing up here in the city? And what advice would you give to the young young people that's listening to this? I say trying to create uh, opportunities the way you have. Staying out the way. Uh, Cause there's a lot of distraction. Like I stayed in um, Hallville on 12th and Medford, as well as on the east side, 30th and Baltimore. So it's like I saw a whole lot, and it's just kind of like for nine kind of confident kids, it's easy to get swallowed into it. Mm -hmm. Like easy, and and had my pops not been there, I would have definitely. It ain't no question. Like. Mm -hmm. I remember that day him coming up to the school and fighting. I'm like, I would have got down with somebody else had he not been there. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a lot of our kids who don't have that. It's like finding that mentor, finding that coach, finding that um, trustworthy individual or that program, whether it's the Boys and Girls Club, uh, a great mentorship program to kind of be a part of, being a part of teams and. Different things of that nature are definitely helpful because I was a little trouble kid in school. I did <laughs> well, me too. what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. Mm. I paid for it with a lot of whoopings, but it gets to the point where <laughs> whoopings didn't even phase me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is just another day. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like a lot of these kids now, like I taught even in, I taught math in the juvenile center at one point. Mm. And I got kids that was like 16 years old Hadn't been to school since the fourth grade. So it's just kind of like you've been basically on your own doing right, whatever right, right. you desired right. for that long. And that's it was mind-blowing to me. And it's a lot of kids like that. So I just feel yeah. like we really got to be there for the kids because they can say what you want about the streets. Yeah. They always there. So yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like. If our quote unquote mentors of these people was always there like the streets was, a lot of the things could be changed. Mm hmm So I gotta I got a question for you too. So uh this question, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going as far as building this legacy that you got now? 
knowing that that can be taken at any minute. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin got killed uh, right outside of my grandmother's house on 12th and Medford. So it's kind of like even riding down there to this day, like I can ride and see that when I feel lazy, I feel like not going. It's like, bro, you got breath in your body. Right. Hell is you doing not giving it your all. Right, right. Like Damn. you just wish he could just do anything right now, but not. So it's like, it's crazy. Meek had a line. It still get me to this day. He's like, I got homies in the ground, skeleton and bones. I got homies doing life. They ain't never coming home. So it's like, I seen a cousin serve a life sentence. Mm. A, another cousin get murdered. So it's kind of like that environment. It's like that jungle is going to make you, it's going to make you or break you. And I've seen it break a lot of people, but I just refuse to kind of be a, a victim like you're still a product of your environment but yeah. i ain't gonna be no victim to it yeah yeah like so kind of being like yeah i acknowledge where we came and i want to show them that it's possible i remember reading them uh, this book landon turner he is a basketball player from tech and went to iu and um he was a national champion at iu hmm. like in his book it had talked about how bobby knight will come on 30th in Baltimore and in his old recruiting process. And I'm like, dang, this is the first time I've seen something positive associated with something in my neighborhood. And it was like, dang, I could be that positive life for the next kid. So would you say seeing the people in your life, like um, your cousin that, that was on American Idol, um, doing things like that, would you say that that kind of helped you realize that, all right, I can become something? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, that was a pivotal time. Like, somebody tell me, like, by the time you're 12 years old, you know what you want to do. Mm. And I'm like, it's dang near for real. A lot of people lose sight of their childhood dream, reality yeah. hits them, life and all those things. But you kind of know what you want to do by 12. And I, like, look back and I'm like, I definitely knew I wanted to do, like, music and, like, uplift, like, positive things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of... Right, so it's just kind of like, yeah, he, that's, to this day, that's my hero. Like, he just showed me that I could be something bigger than all the violence that was going on around me. Like, to this day, every house that I stayed on at some point has been shot into. Dang. Like, my sister is so crazy. She ain't been in a no kind of mess. My sister got her master's degree wow. at 21. And she was at home one time when a, a bullet that came through the window. Uh, one of these newspapers was doing a story on me. And it was like, are those bullet holes in your grandmother's window? Wow. They was just like. Blown away. Like, yeah. Like, I guess. And it kind of got to me like, I've just normalized this. Is this like. This and is nah, not, and it ain't normal. Yeah. Like, nah, this is, this is not normal. And it's just kind of. It's just kind of crazy, like, the things that we go through. It's uh, it's a J. Cole song. It's talking about, uh, it's called Lil Ghetto. I ain't going to say the other word. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. talking about, like, the things that I've seen, right. dreams that I dream, like, the pain in my eyes. Like, it's so much underneath the surface. Like, they see rapping with donuts and rapping with food. Yeah. But they don't know, like, man, that's your escape yeah like, yeah yeah that 
that same corner that I got my biggest blessing and went viral on, eight blocks away is where my most tragic experience happened. So it's kind of like, and that's even the the documentary I was talking about. Like I want to literally like show like, hey man, this corner I cried on, lost my loved one. Mm-hmm. My family stays right down the street, and then eight streets away, less than a mile away, is where you got your biggest blessing. And it's just it's nothing but God, cause it's like a lot of people fold. Like I dropped out of school after my cousin was murdered, Dang. and um, it was just a lot of depression and. To be like, man, God, like, I'm going to give you your biggest ples- blessing in a place that was supposed to break you. A lot of people break after murders happen. We're going to get our get back. We're going to spend a block. Yeah, yeah. Then you do that. Then they get charged. And, yeah, and yeah, it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like showing people, like, man, we can really be more. We can do more. We can inspire. And it's like we can be here as our people are going through healing. Like my cousin been killed for dead for ten years now, and my auntie is just now really getting to a space of healing. Right, like this is something she carried inside her for nine months, and it's just like she had to bury her own seed. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so crazy to just be like, man. I heard a quote. It was like, "The streets will take you from your family, and return you to your family to bury you." Mm. So it's just kind of like, but yet we keep giving in to the same cycle and we, the platforms, they glorify it. They, and I know like for some folks, hey, it's your way out. Yeah. It's your, you speaking about your environment. Yep, yep. But it gets to some point where we just see like, man, this music industry is, if you ain't selling your soul in the form of some kind of weird way, it's you promoting basically genocidal music to kill your people yeah it's just like what we need a ku klux Klan for yeah yeah we gonna kill our own yeah because words is powerful man hey i always it was funny because i think last year i would listen to some some rap music you know what i'm saying i I like to listen to like conscious rap music but i was listening to like some boosie and you ever notice like the different songs put you in a different mind so you listen to boosie you turn turned up you ready to be on it's, it's so many artists that i'm like Man, I listen to this, I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. I listen to this, I could be ready to kill somebody. And it's like, yeah, you could have, um, you got to take responsibility for your own actions, but it's like what we feed ourselves. It's kind of like with food. Yeah. Garbage in you, garbage going to come out you. So yep, it's kind of yep. like our youth, we just consuming so much murder, murder, murder. It's like, bro, how are we surprised that? Oh, the murder rates are exceeding this, yeah. or this is exceeding Man, cause that. Man, because it's so influential on them to me because it's like you see somebody that's talking about that murder stuff and the little young dude, I see it all day. Dude got a bankroll, all the women. Yes, Why wouldn't they, they want to be like as, that? They see that as a form of success, not knowing they didn't lost everybody close to them, either behind the walls or in the dirt. Yeah. And it's just like eventually like you can have all the money in the world but it's just like it's never gonna bring your loved ones back more man i could get signed tomorrow I'll sign something i'm still have pain from my cousin yeah i'm gonna still have in life you're gonna go through pain but it's kind of like we gotta rise 
that's the biggest thing I want my life, my legacy to be is just like showing our people to elevate. Like it's more than the trenches. Like mm -hmm. it's more than that. Like yeah, hey, and you doing it though. Yeah, you doing. And, it. I just think you do it. It's so crazy. Yeah, like the most outside of my son being born, the most rewarding thing that I've ever experienced. Um, Toys for Tot last year had like. Five million dollars worth of toys that they couldn't get rid of in Evansville. They was what? doing like three or four toy and giveaways. Couldn't get rid of it. They was doing like three or four toy giveaways and couldn't get rid of it. Mm. So my friend had told me, so I ended up getting a U-Haul, like a twenty-six footer, the biggest U-Haul could, filled it all the way up to the top with toys. We went to twenty different hoods. From, I seen that from Mola Road to Post Road. Yeah, you was like, we over here. Yes. Are we over here now, y'all? Yeah, and it was just like, yeah, bless. We on, uh, I ain't going to list the apartments, but we in some apartments. And uh, um, I'm knocking on people's door like, hey, man, y'all got stuff for Christmas? We got this truck out here, yada, yada, bang. And one dude was like, yo, bro, I salute you and I love what you're doing. He like, look over here. Man, he had like 10, 20 guns on his, uh, his living room floor. Mm. And he like, you say somebody from getting robbed this year. And I'm like, bro, it's so just real. Wow. And it was just kind of like, he dang near had like a tear in his eye. Because I could tell he was like, he wasn't playing. Yeah. He was just like, it was coming from an authentic place. And yeah, just to yeah. like see his kids, happy, yeah. get to experience that, it was just like, man. It, it almost felt surreal. It was like, man, we can really uplift and change yeah, all yeah, of this. Yeah. So it's kind of like, man, using your gifts. And it's like, Toys for Tots kids got to drive to a giveaway. No, we coming right to your apartments. Yeah, we yeah, pulling up in the boat. We pulling up in Hillside. We pulling up 42nd and Post. We mm -hmm. pulling up in Harville. Like, we pulling up everywhere, like, that we could reach that day. And it was just, like, the most rewarding experience ever. And it's like, it's so many people that got more more than me mm. but don't do like a tenth of it mm. i'm like it ain't nothing to all y'all dudes like i still remember when coast players used to come to the boys and girls club on 30th and, 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 get, that, and get them gifts yeah and it's mm -hmm. just like bro y'all i'll say y'all from trenches i'll say y'all this and that don't when it's your to time it. to impact these people yeah don't do nothing. bro a couple bands you ain't gonna be nothing yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like that. that's all it would take to be like change that look kid life or Bro, mother like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. you give him a little football he gonna remember that forever like facts man, little basketball little any kind of little toy and it's kind of like so many people get to a level of success they get so full of themselves mm. so it's like i'm i'm so how do you stay humble hey it can be taken at any moment right or well, they be sending <laughs> any emails to the station about me all the time um, he has such and such on his show. He's not for black bro, it's crazy. Like your own people will go out your way. Go out the way. Yeah. I, when I'm done with your way, I'm I'm hearing out all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be like, one lady typed out ten paragraphs at three forty in the morning talking about how my platform isn't beneficial to like it was another community. Yeah. It's crazy. Like they they don't wanna see you. <laughs> As nah. a positive, making it influence, like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Nah, cause you inspire so many people off of what you do. Like I said, it yeah. before you even knew me. Yeah, I seen what you was doing, and that's why I like to just I like to get a praise to the people that's doing that. 
And my question to you is th- this the last question I want to ask before we end it. Man, how do you, what advice would you give to people that, that's doing it and feel like they ain't getting enough attention or getting enough praise? Some people could feel that way. What was the thing we said earlier? What's it called? Uh, uh, stay focused, not fascinated. <laughs> it's just like, I could care less. When the app go off, I'm still the same man. Right. It's kind of like, you got to have a vision. And, um, be different. Everybody does the same thing. Be different. Mm-hmm. Nobody was wait, rapping about donuts. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I see yeah, them. That's everybody going, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go that yep. way. Yeah. It's be different. I work everybody. A lot of people just want things handy. Like, you got to outwork everybody. Mm. You with your space right now, bro. You should set a goal, like, bro, at least 20 interviews a week. Narrow them down to five minutes, 20 a week, 25 a week for real. Then you start doing 100 a month. And then you work to be like, dang, I could probably do 50 a week. Yeah. I could probably knock out a hundred in a week. It's gonna get to that point where it's like, I love the Drake line. The hustle has become an obsession. Like I'm the last hope. You gotta feel like, hey, without you, nobody. That next person not gonna get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's how you gotta be coming with it. And that's the three things: have a vision, uh, be different, outwork everybody. Man, dang, you dropped some gems on this episode, man. Um, I appreciate you for coming on here, bro, dropping these gems. Give me your time coming on here because you ain't had to. And, man, um, anything you want to leave the people with? Um, Support this brother. That's sharing his videos. Hey, asking him what you need help with. Um, Just to support you and for you to keep going, take it to new heights. Like, set down monthly goals, yeah. yearly goals. Like, you should – um. What's your biggest dream for this platform? Go 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 global. Really inspire all the the black young black people, you know. But black people just in general. But the young black people really inspire them with these stories with people like you. Really let them know like it's really people out here that's doing it and going far with it every day. The female nation. Yeah. Who's your Who's a dream person for you to interview? Honestly, it was it was uh, Mike Epps. Mike asked me, I wanted to come on, man, and, and I really want to get deep into the detail about his stories. I heard somebody say a lot of people know his story, but I want him to share some stories, like really get deep and really show You read people, his like, book? Nah, I didn't get to read his book. Read his book, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Read it. They even got the Audible version. Dang, for real? Okay. Yeah, you can yeah, get I'm the Audible check it out. version. Because that way, once you get to the point where you finally run into him, I read your book. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, what you learned from it? <laughs> boom, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like study. That's a big thing too. Like study uh, the person you dream to interview. Okay, okay, man. I appreciate that, man. Again, um, let the people know where they can find you at. So at Tevin Stutter, T E V I N S T U D D A R D. Really on uh, Twitter, Facebook. I got like three Facebooks. Uh, <laughs> Instagram. It's like I think it's. The Tevin Stutter Show or Tevin Stutter, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you'll find it, y'all find it. But again, man, I appreciate you for yes, coming sir. on, man. And look, y'all tap in with another one, y'all. Peace. Yo, over the top. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. Look, I want y'all to go check out my book, which is called Keys to Elevate. 
three powerful chapters, environment, positive thinking, and intentional action. These are the keys to elevate. This is just my philosophy. I feel like it'll help a lot of people out. And uh, it's only $9.99, which is $10 going invest into yourself. You can grab that in my link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram name is underscore I am Demond. Go check that out. I promise you won't regret it. If you enjoyed this podcast and you always wondered how you can support this podcast, you can give a small donation to the Cash App. The Cash App name is OTT Podcast. Thanks again for tapping in. Tap in with another one.